Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Although the show won't be aired today, today is actually Halloween and uh, the 31st of October. And so there's a lot of revelry going out. There's a lot of things going around out on the streets and all those kind of things. But, you know, all those things just make me remember that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whomever may will believe will have eternal life. And, you know, you can have all the parties, you can have all the revelry that you want, you can do all the things you want, consume all the alcohol, do all the drugs that you you want to do, and you will never find the inner peace that you find, the joy, the happiness with walking with Christ. And I know there's some of you out there right now that are laughing that I would say such a old-fashioned sounding thing, but the gospel of Jesus Christ is old-fashioned, and it's new fashion, and it's future fashion, because the reality is it's the only truth that we can count on. Um, I was just looking at our newsletter today, and, and more importantly than all the other things, tomorrow is our graduation. And this is the formal graduation of some of our men from our program. Uh, so we will be out at Epic Bible College tomorrow now it'll be too late uh, for any of you to come at that juncture we send out the letters and all those kind of things and i will try my best to let you guys know ahead of time next time but we're going to have the formal graduation out at epic bible college uh ron harden uh dr ron harden has been very gracious to us over the years to allow us to use his facility and uh he is a a good man a good friend i i i think very highly of him And more importantly than that, he loves our guys. Now, we have so many pastors and so many of you out there that that really truthfully want to make a difference. You don't want to just feed the homeless and you don't want to just clothe them. You just don't want to do those things that temporarily help, but you want to invest in in their eternities. Uh, I was just looking, as I said, at our newsletters and one of our graduating guys, and if you guys have our newsletter... It's called the Clarion, and you can always get a copy of it. We have plenty of them left over. Uh, We order tons and tons of them. And so I'm looking at a picture of a guy right on the front page, and his name is J.D. And I know J.D. pretty well. He was on our program, and then he graduated, and he's he's a hard worker. Uh, He got a job. And now, mind you, this is a man that that for years and years did drugs and alcohol, violence and all those kind of things. And he says it in his very own uh, his very own testimony that his whole life was characterized by these things. He's got some tattoos on his neck and a few things going on like that. But here's what he also has going on for him. He came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And now I understand that his job, he is. He is on time. He is on his job. He works hard. And as J.D. put it, here's a guy that had a lifetime of violence, that he he greeted everything starting off with anger and now has been transformed by the word of God to a man who wants to serve God. 
And so he's going to be at the formal graduation on, on Friday night, which is great. I mean, you know, I, as I'm looking at the newsletter, I see that Romans 5, 8 is on there. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's one of the things that J.D. leans on. He, he remembers, he knows that it transformed his life. There's another picture of him on the inside. You could see the joy and the happiness in the face because it doesn't, even though it may, he may bear the scars of drugs and alcohol and, and all the things that he did, the anger, the violence, and all those things, if you look at a picture of J.D. on the inside of that uh, little clarion paper, you'll see a man that truly looks like he is happy and that he, he, he has peace. And peace is something that don't underestimate most of us don't have. If, if, if you're not walking with Christ, you truly don't have peace. Christ has made us alive with him. Though we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And that is a praise. You don't have to wonder, do I need to work and climb a mountain? Do I need to do something amazing to get God to love me because it doesn't work like that. You're saved by grace through faith and this not of yourself. God has given you even that, the ability to believe. And so I was contemplating before I came over and I wanted to tell you guys about the graduation that's happening, about all the things that are going on at the mission. Uh, I was planning to have a guest on who couldn't make it. But here's the exciting part. This time of year, from now and all the way through uh, Christmas, there's a flurry of activity that happens at the mission. I've been invited to different churches to come and speak and different associations. And truthfully, I love to do that. I love to do that not because I think that, that I want to be heard by everybody, but because I love the work that is done at the Union Gospel Mission. And mind you, It's not me doing the work. God placed me there as the director of the mission, but I've got 20 staff members in different capacities that work hard with these folks all day long, whether it's in the accounting department or the development department or out there working directly with the guys, our nighttime guys, the guys that stay overnight. I have to have employees to do that as well. These are people working hard. Many of our people, uh, you've seen uh, Eileen and Jed and Bobby and you've seen Mike and, and several other of our people, including Donnie, coming out to different events, setting up a table, setting up a booth, giving out brochures. And yes, I think you need to understand that these are peop- people that do this and they enjoy doing it. They want to be out there. And listen, they're sacrificing their weekends sometimes to come out there to talk to everybody about the mission. So it's not just, you know, them doing it out of a sense of duty and service, but it's, it's them doing it out of service and love. And there's a big difference. So we've got all those things going on. Very shortly... We're going to be handing out, is that the right way to put it? I don't know. We'll be giving what God has supplied to us 
in the form of a hundred turkeys and everything you could possibly want to make a traditional Thanksgiving Day dinner for a hundred people off of the not off the streets, but in a circumstance that has brought them to a point they couldn't afford to have a Thanksgiving dinner. So you've got a family out there, and that family is is wanting to have the same kind of meals and the same kind of things that you and I always had when we were children. At least, I hope that's what you had. And so we stuff these boxes with all the things, including a little first John, and more importantly, and I, I know this sounds corny, but it is packed with love too because we really want them to feel the love of Jesus Christ at this time. To be thankful, not just because pilgrims were on the shores or whatever, but because Jesus Christ has saved us from our transgressions. And we want to show them the love of Christ in everything that we do. At Christmas time, we're going to do the same thing all over again with 100 food boxes for working poor. And then at Easter, in the springtime, we'll be doing it once again. And we do that every year. We are on the verge right now of opening up our our warming center for the wintertime. And that'll be open for four months. And yes, you haven't heard about it on the news because we've got this great big uh, sign outside that says Jesus saves. And for many, that's offensive. But that is who we are. Uh, so they'll be coming in and they'll be able to come in. They'll be able to get warm. We have movies playing good movies, not not anything offensive, uh, for them to watch TV when they're in. They can get hot chocolate, coffee. We supply snacks and those things. You know, and here's something, and this is not meant in the way of bragging, but we never get any fanfare about the warming center. But, you know, it costs us at least $25,000 extra to keep that warming center open for the four months. But that's okay. You guys have supplied everything that we need to do those kinds of things. One of the things that I think I I really would like all the folks out there to understand, you've come to a point, some of you, where you're just fed up, and you've heard me say this before with with the homeless situation. You're, You're tired of the tents. You're tired of the mess. You're tired of the rudeness. You're tired of all those things. And I get that. And believe it or not, I may run the Union Gospel Mission while God runs it, but those things bother me too. They irritate me too. I don't like the the people panhandling and being rude and nasty to people walking slowly across the street in front of cars, setting up their tents anywhere and and just just being offensive generally. But I want you also to understand that's not the whole of the homeless population. Some are grateful for the help that is is out there. Many times I'll see homeless people going out and picking up trash because we have to send people out in front of the mission every day to pick up trash too. But some of them are out there contributing as well. Many of the people that are out on the street are not the people that are just out there to be offensive. Sometimes they have mental disturbances. Sometimes abuse has led them to a point where they're not functional anymore. And even though it was their fault maybe that they took drugs and alcohol, 
now it's beyond their capability to to do anything about it alone because well they've damaged themselves so what is the hope and what is the desire well the desire of us at the union gospel mission is what the desire of every believer should be that we can offer them a new life not just give them food to satisfy the stomach for a day or clothing to keep you warm in the in the nighttime we want to do those things too i mean jesus did those things he fed the 5000 he did all those things as well but more importantly we want to offer them the knowledge that they can be have a transformed life that they don't have to live like this anymore and not only that but something greater than they could have ever, ever expected. And that's eternal salvation. There are CEOs sitting in boardrooms who have all the money they need to, re- to, to last the rest of their life to buy the boats and the cars and the planes and, and all those things. And they need Jesus Christ just as much as that person out on the street. But here's the key difference. When someone comes to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, their financial outlook may not change greatly. They may still work at a low-end job. They may scra- still scrape by day to day. But the difference is that they will walk in a newness of life. They will, they will someday be able to take up wings like eagles and fly. They will run and not get tired because... They have found what is better than silver and gold. They have found eternal salvation, which can be found only in Christ Jesus. Which brings me to one of the points of what happens this time of year. Right now, there are many other organizations that would like to couple with the Union Gospel Mission. And so they send their representatives in only to find out that we we believe that Christianity is an exclusive. Jesus said that I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life and no one comes to the Father but through me. And so there may be many good people, but there is only one path to heaven. There are not many roads. It isn't every religion. It isn't every book that is written that, that will lead you to salvation. Again, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him. I had to tell somebody of a different different denomination when he made the statement, well, we, meaning unlike us, I guess, we love we believe God loves all people. And I listened to him and, and I know his heart was good, but I had to tell him, Listen, brother. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomever will believe. And so that offer of eternal salvation was out there for who, for those that will believe, that are drawn by God. I went on to tell him, listen, there's going to come a day of judgment. You will stand before a holy, righteous, sovereign God that you have offended. 
And if you are not found in Christ Jesus, you will most certainly go into outer darkness. You will go into everlasting hell. And I said, I don't believe for one moment that it is love or kindness to fail to tell people they are on the broad road that leads to hell and to tell them about the narrow road. And so it seems like over the last couple of years, there's been assault after assault of individuals who want to come in. And of course, they always look at me and the mission and and the cause of Christ as being narrow and all those things. Well, I would like to say, hey, no, we're not narrow, but we are. We are narrow because Jesus Christ has told us that the the path that leads to eternal salvation is a, is a narrow one. He also said that few are that make it. And so we offer not just food and clothing and housing and and the potential of getting a job, but we we offer them the knowledge that Jesus Christ has a better way of life. And I can tell you right now, my life was radically changed when Jesus came. And it may not have been on the road to Damascus, but certainly I was not living a life that was edifying or glorifying to him. I have a friend who ran into somebody the uh, on the internet the other day who knew me 40 years ago. And he had risen to some prominence in in the legal profession, not a lawyer, but working for a federal uh, a federal enforcement. And uh, so we're going to meet. And I had to tell him, listen, the man I was 40 years ago is not the man I am today. Yes, I always had a job. Yes, I always looked fairly uh, prosperous and healthy on the outside. But I fooled myself into thinking that what I wanted maybe was more important than what God had for me. I didn't say that, and I wouldn't allow myself to think like that, but I lived my life in a way and in a manner that was not edifying, glorifying to God or healthy for me. And so I said to him with some trepidation, you know, when we meet him, he knows where I was 40 years ago and what I did. And I said, my hope is that he'll understand that I'm not that person anymore and that I can share the testimony of Jesus Christ who has transformed me to who I am. Am I perfect? Oh, please, not even close. God is changing me day by day by day, but I'm not even close to being perfect. But I can tell you this, that I love Jesus Christ I, I love God. I don't want any of you to wind up in outer darkness or hell. I don't want the men on the street, the women on the street. Listen, my heart was broken the other day when I heard that there was a woman who was half naked laying on the street unconscious, and they had to call the paramedics. I drove by uh, some people today. I went out of the mission, and there was a woman out there I have no idea how old she was, but if you take away all the the sores and the and the things that she had, 
the redness of her skin and everything. I suspect she's only in her 20s or 30s. She looked glazed and dazed and hopeless. There is no answer that food is going to do for her. There's no answer that clothing is going to do for her. There is no answer that just giving her shelter is going to going to change that vacant, hopeless, lost look because she's vacant, hopeless, and lost, accepting Christ Jesus, who no matter how long your condition has lasted, he can change your circumstance. And by that, I don't mean that he's going to make you, that you're going to become healthy and wealthy and live in a mansion, but I am saying that he can give you purpose in your life and, and he can give you eternal salvation. I know that's true because I know what he did in my heart. I know how he has changed me over the years. And so I want so much year by year, and it grows year by year, to want people to understand that Jesus as I said earlier, is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him. There are so many healthy, beautiful churches around here. I have friends that pastor some of them. You know, um, and, and some of them are right in ground zero for the homeless. I know that uh, Robert Briggs, who is my friend as well, who has uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church downtown is right there. There's homeless there all the time. And he tries to greet them with love and the same thing with the outstretched hand. But the unfortunate part is we know that many of these people are, will, are lost now and will be lost eternally. So what do you do? And I don't mean that as a challenge. What I mean that is here's what you do of the people that contribute to us. We need your prayers above all things. We function with no help from the government of any kind. And the reason for that is we preach a gospel message. As, as has been stated many times, uh, Robert Briggs gave a charge one time and said he, he's involved with the Union Gospel Mission because right in the middle of our name, it states it, the gospel. And if the gospel isn't in the center of what we do, then I'm out, he's out, because that's what's pivotal. That's what makes the difference. That's what made the difference in my life. I could have never been where I am today if God didn't drag me here. If he didn't love me so much to sacrifice his son. And so as we wind down the show today, Listen, I, I don't know how to convince you that, that I am sincere about this, but, but I am. I don't care what the world is going to do. I mean, I care, but whatever they're going to do, we're going to hang fast, always cling to, to Jesus Christ. If the waves of time and tide turn against the mission and we are besieged by those that don't believe and and our our property were even stripped from us. They can't take from us that we are the Union Gospel Mission and we are in union with Christ. 
and that it is to him we owe everything, and it is to him that we serve. And we do the things we do because of Christ, and we remember that if they hate us, they hated him first. So as always, my dear friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.